you want something for yourself and you going to Coachella is not going to get you there. So there needs to be a shift in your life in order for you to get there. What up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Plot Twist Podcast. Yup, yep. that's, that's right. right. You tuned right. into the right place. You pushed the right buttons. Anyway, I'm just messing around, y'all. Welcome back. I knew y'all would be back, and that can't even talk, y'all. I knew that y'all would be back, and this is actually the last episode of the Latinx Heritage Month series. This is about, what, four or five of them? So hopefully you guys can go back and listen to any of them if you felt so inspired to do so. And this is just a friendly reminder that you can find the podcast on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to take some time during this interview to rate, review, and subscribe, as I always tell y'all to do. So please do that for me. I do appreciate it. And if anything of this episode or any of the other ones, you know, resonates with you, Go ahead and share it on your stories. Tag me on it and, you know, I'll be able to check out where y'all are listening from. So on this interview, we're going to be talking to Talisha LaBird. And Talisha LaBird is all the way from Washington Heights, New York. She moved to L.A. a little over a year ago. And she's kind of just talking to us about how she's navigating her career, especially her career in media in L.A. and all of that. Um, Some of the things that we kind of went over were tips for people who want to pursue a career in media We're talking about what a brand partnership manager is because although it sounds kind of self-explanatory, there's a little bit more to it that maybe might interest some of y'all. And we also had some of the segments um, where we went in on a couple different topics. One of them was Kavanaugh. I know it is a little bit dated. It was maybe, what, a month ago, but it's always good to remember kind of what goes on around our world and how we can, you know, whatever. Y'all do something with that. But we also talked about if you would text your ex back if they hit you with a 2 a.m. text. And we all know what a 2 a.m. text is. So um, (laughs) just got to keep that in mind. I know some of y'all probably had that experience before. So let's kind of like have that open discussion. And if you guys want to say something to me, always DM me at underscore Daniel Coronado on Instagram and on Twitter too. Honestly, thank you so much for even wanting to interview me. I was like, oh my God, somebody wants to interview me, please. <laughs> nah, Great. for real though, like you have you have a cool social media presence and you're definitely out there, you know, representing in LA all the way from New York and all of that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm not really doing enough to represent, but we working on that. Like baby steps. That's what I keep telling myself. Baby steps. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. So I was looking on the um, Girl Mob website and you ask your featured guests that you interview, what age do they feel? What age do you feel, if you don't mind me asking? What age I feel? Right. With the audacity of me asking someone else and not knowing how I feel. Um, <laughs> right. Honestly, I feel like I'm 21, but a wiser 21. Like a um, 21 doing 21 all over again. Yes. All right, all right. I'm 30 years old, but I don't feel 30. Or I don't even know what 30 is supposed to feel, but if it's supposed to feel old, I don't feel old. And I think that 
I tend to express that through my comedy, through the way that I behave, my personality, and at the same time, also I think is the way I dress. Um, I'm not that like womanly girl that you will see in high heels from right. nine to five, like wearing suits. I'm not your ideal 30 year old. So I think that takes away a couple of years from personal looks, but I think that's why also I don't feel old. I feel like I'm 21, um, going for my dreams and removing all the fears aside and not afraid to do things as like 21 year olds do. Like they're not afraid to get into shit, not afraid to like take leaps. Right. So, no, but- I, I feel it. I think I'm, I would say the same thing. I would feel like I'm 21 doing 21 again because honestly, when you're 21, everything's just so fresh. You know, you're technically legal, you can get into all the spots and all of that. But you also feel like there's so much like to look forward to. So I think that's dope that you still feel like, you know, you're 21. So talk to us about your upbringing. Um, what was your childhood, like your juventud, like? I don't know how to say juventud in English. What is that, like teenage, teenage years? Uh, uh, your juvenile days. Uh, yeah, that. So like, do you feel I'm like- I'm mad Spanish, so please don't ask me about English words because I'm the last one. Right, no, I'd be the same way. Like sometimes I just think in Spanish first and I'm like, oh wait, you're not Latino, so I can't talk to you in Spanish, you know? Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> that work? Oh wait, hold on. Look at this baby here, guys. Hey. Speaks in Spanish. Um, <laughs> people at work be like, yo, like, weren't you born in, in New York or in the United States? And I'm like, yeah, but I think in Spanish because I was brought up talking. Yeah, exactly. Like, English is definitely a second language to me. And, yeah, but to answer your question, um, I grew up in New York in Washington Heights. So it was very different for me growing up. Um, it was pretty fun, I must say, uh, because it was just so different going downstairs, being in front of a building, creating our own park, basically, in front of a building. And I think that's where, like, looking, now looking back, I'm like, okay, I get it why they say that New Yorkers are built to become super creative or, you know, if they make it there, they can make it anywhere because we really are taught from the get, like, small, you create your own. If you want to have fun, you create that fun for you. That's so dope, yeah. Like, when you live in the suburbs, like, me living here in L.A., I see why kids sometimes get so lazy because they just have so much that they're like, oh, I could do that. Or I could go to the beach today. Or We never really had that. We had to to wait till summertime to go to the beach. We had to, like, wait till certain time of, of temperature in order for us to have a certain type of fun that people were having in the suburbs or et cetera, et cetera. But... I feel like my upbringing was very, um, I would say fun, full of light. Both of my parents are really fun. One is very super duper hardworking, and that's my mom. And then my dad is a super funny guy that he would take us everywhere from Six Flags, Dorney Park. And excuse me, and those are just amusement that existed in New York. Six Flags still existed, but I don't know about Dorney Park. Probably recently got shut down don't take my word for it but it's like the reason why i used to do so much fun stuff and get into shit is because of my family my mm-hmm. my but because of that i found 
I used to like just make people laugh, like because my parents were always also that type of like parents that would make just people very laugh. animated. Yeah, All especially right, yeah. so. Growing up, aside from always being at home, like when computers first started. Oh my I gosh, yo. I remember the dial up and all of that. Then you can't use this you can't use the house phone. <laughs> my mom used to call super pissed off, like, yo, I'm trying to call. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. But like I used to sit down in front of this computer and I used to record my voice, which is like now looking back, I'm like, yo, it's crazy how things really do happen for a reason. So I have an older brother, right? And him and when we first got a computer, we used to take the voice note and we used to like rap. We used to just, no, like I don't know, we're just say a whole bunch of gibberish, but it sounded really cool. And we're like, yo, our voice sounds like really dope. And that's when I started realizing, like, yo, technology is pretty cool. That's I would so love sick. to just like continue to recording myself. And I also used to be a part of the chorus when I was like in junior high school. So. Being able to record my voice, I used to like sing. I used to do all this shit. So with time going, like time passing, uh, once I graduated high school, I used to be on the on the train just talking to my friends, and random people would ask me like, "Yo, do you do radio commercials? Like, you need to be doing radio commercials. You That's look so super sick, young. yeah. Have yeah, like yeah. really nice like vocal voice. Like, you should use that. So." With with people telling me that it was funny because I've always wanted to work in radio because I was super talkative. Same. I always love technology. Like in school, I would get in trouble because I would talk way too much, and it yeah. was mostly I was, I was trying to know someone, and I'm like, I don't have time, and they're in my <laughs> class. This is the time. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, I used to spend detention like or recess in detention all the time because I would always be talking or I would never do my homework because I would always be distracted doing something else. Oh, I'm super miss distracted woman. Like, I would be doing one thing and I get distracted like this. Same. So, in school, I used to get in trouble, like, a lot and do a... Super get distracted because I'm mm -hmm. talking to people and I want to get to know everyone. That growing up with seeing, like, how Hot 97 used to just... Um, do their interviews and all of that and having like family members that are cool with Jay-Z like oh word with him yeah so for my dad's side of the family my cousin from my dad's side of the family has an uncle who his name is OG Juan and OG Juan happens to be um Jay-Z's right hand man so growing up like they would be like yo I'm going to baseline and I'm like what the fuck is baseline right and oh Jay-Z there's rapper and then I'm learning about Jay-Z as, like, he's brew basically brewing through hip-hop. And I'm listening to him, and I'm starting to, like, I, I first started listening to Reasonable Doubt. Like, I started listening to so much shit that having, like, my cousin teach me, my cousin and my brother teaching me about hip-hop, and then me creating my own personality right. through school. Like, as I started growing up, I'm like, oh, okay. I know what I want to do. I'm starting to see Angie Martinez and all of this. And I'm like, I want to be an Angie Martinez. I want to do that. I want to be able to sit down and talk to people about what they love and what they do. And That's so, so sick. Yeah. No, I never to do it, but I feel like I'm in the range of beginning uh, to just lose my fears and just do it. I did have a lot of fears while being in New York because... 
you know, I have my parents telling me, like, you need to go to school. I, you know, I couldn't just not work. So there were, like, a lot of things that I felt like I probably didn't pursue because of fear. And now I feel like I don't have any excuse. And I'm just going all the way in. And I'm using all my ideas that come to me from the mini mic to actually starting my own podcast uh by next year so that's lit yeah Yeah. that's so sick that like the el transcurso de tu vida again i don't know how to speak english either but like i was gonna say transcourse but i don't even know if that's a word you know what i'm saying but the the your path in life has really led you to where you are today like it's not like something that you just wake up from the morning and then you're just like this is what i'm gonna do you know what i'm saying so Dope stuff. I really appreciate that. What kind of tips would you give anybody who's maybe just now getting interested into like media? Because, you know, media is popping and everybody wants to just get their feet wet and everything. What would your tips from from your perspective be? Number one is like if you're going in it because you just want to be cool. Like it's a dub for that. Right. One, because it's really not behind the scenes. It's really it's cool and whatever if you have your heart into it and that's where I felt like I enjoyed and I learned because my drive came more from my heart and, um, it was natural. Me wanting to do it. Yeah. Not so much. Oh, I just want to be the next cool kid. And I think that a lot of people go into it wanting to be cool kids and not understanding that, yo, it's hard work. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of doing a lot of, dog work I must admit but you got to be okay with that because I feel like that's what that's what's going to prepare you to the next level every time you grow within the media Mm. um and I think that also what that creates is a lot of tough skin and you need tough skin because there was a lot of times that I'm like getting mad at people and Moving in ways where I'm just like, oh, why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? But then when I would at least get a little bit of a taste, I'm just like, fuck, I'm so overwhelmed. I thought I could do this. And I think that the second advice I would give someone is like, take baby steps. Like, don't rush to take to get from A to Z. And that's another thing I'm actually learning myself, myself as I'm giving someone else an advice. Like, take baby steps. Um, but always stay true to like, what is it that you want? Don't let people in the industry steer you the wrong way because there are people that are going to want to steer you the wrong way. If you're a woman, there are going to be guys that are going to want to, you know, slide into your DMS or whatever, or make you feel like, Hey, you have to have sex with me in order for me to give you this position. When in reality, if you smart, if you have the capabilities of doing what you say you can do and you have the consistency to do it. There's nothing that anyone can make you do. Your work will speak for itself. Right. How long have you been in LA? Only for a year and I think like four months now. Wait, no. May, June, July, August, September. Five months. Oh, wow. Here in five months. Dang. You gave up the snow for the sun. That's what's up. Real quick, we're just going to take like a quick break because I just want to... Yo. We are back. And we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nah, it sounded clear. Um, we are bizak, like cricket. 
<laughs> All right. So I was going to ask you, since you've been in, in L.A. for like about a year or whatever, right? Um, yeah. Again, some change. What are some of the differences in the Latinx communities of New York City and L.A.? And maybe what are some of the similarities? You never know. We could be more similar than different. I I feel like I haven't met too many Latinas from here. Oh, word? Yeah, I haven't. Like, the majority of the Latinas that I know, they are from New York. Hmm. <laughs> but I so guess like, when I work... <laughs> that's interesting. I, I'm, like, stuck now. Yeah, I work at a retail store, and it's called Bodega. And so, you know, you would think that you'll see, like, more Spanish girls coming in, but I'm assuming, what because I don't see as often, I don't see as many, like, women coming into my shop maybe a lot of the girls out here are not into like tomboyish clothes um and the right, reason why yeah. is that because in new york you'll see any type of girl walking into a concept shore shop like bodega like kith right yeah but i don't see the girls that i've seen like on instagram like i don't really see them like that i think and you gotta go to the wait where do you live i live in west hollywood Oh, maybe you got to go to South Central. You'll see hella Latinas out there. Or like East LA. Okay. Well, I do hear that like South Central, there's more um, Latinas and all of that. But I have yet to like meet any that are literally like from out here. Right. Um, I don't know. I think we're, I think we're very different because of our upbringing. I feel like out here, the reason why girls are way more girly and maybe if New York was like this, we would too. But the weather, the weather just makes <laughs> you, yeah, it makes you like super yeah. like. That's just being tank top. Right. Top, <laughs> That's so funny that you say that because I would have never imagined that. Yeah, and in New York, like we gotta, we got even if you didn't like that, baby girl. <laughs> Change the style a little bit. Yo. Put some sweat on. Call it a day because it's cold. Or ain't nobody got time to be with no tight pants because it's cold. So No, I feel you. I think the New York uh, way of living plays a part with how we dress. Um, of course. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I was watching one of your Instagram videos the other day, um, and I was laughing so hard about the sazon, where you were like stocking up on all the sazon. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Boy. So what all is right. it like cooking and, and all of that, <laughs> trying to get used to like the different type of things out here? So one thing for sure, like I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to have to send DR money so that they can send us <laughs> plantains. Like, yeah. next day type of shit. Because by the time you guys get the plantains out here, it's already time for Maduros. That's why Yannick be like, yeah, Maduros, Maduros. But y'all don't know about the platanos because by the time they get here. Right. They all yellow. <laughs> like, my nigga, peace out. For um, real. Get some overnight shipping on that. But, yes, you know, but ever since, what was, what was that? My bad. No, I finished. No, when I went to New York, like, I remember I was um, walking down the streets and I would see the green, like, more green platanos than the yellow ones. And so ever since then, I was, like, always looking out for, like, the green ones. And I think you're right. Like, very few times have I seen green platanos, like, you know, 
and then you see but then you and I were talking about how we hate when people call platanos bananas cuz I'm like that banana oh wait that banana is not a platano you know what I'm saying it's not blame them I really don't blame them because okay DR is literally on the east coast it's three hours away from New York. I get what the importation is easier and faster. But we I have platanos in Mexico, get... too. Huh? But we have platanos in Mexico, too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, in Mex like all the Mexicans that I know, they all call platanos... Bana no, they call bananas platanos. And so I'm just like, that's not really what it is. We call it guineo, you know what I'm saying? Or we call it banano. Oh. Yeah. Wait, what's... I'm Mexican and Guatemalan. Uh, well, yeah, you guys do, but damn, it's true. I, I have no rebuttal to. I'm like, huh, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but but I think definitely the cooking and the food is so different out here too. It's just like a different country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, is it is not as humid in Mexico as it is in DR? Have you been to DR? No, but where my family's from, okay, my family's from a very tropical place in Mexico, like. All the way at the bottom of Mexico towards Central America. And it's like jungle and fucking probably jaguar somewhere up in there. But yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> yeah. I, also, I, is the upbringing, I would it say. It is. It really is. It's like you guys focus on other things that we don't like. And you, you could go to DR. and you. When are we going to go? Let's go. Anything about tech. Yo, I'm always with it to get yeah, you. <laughs> um, hey, for real, for real. I'm always with it. I'm down to go. Yo, let's save up. Let's just go and do our podcast over there and be like, yo, Tamaki is a domingo. Hey, once you have your podcast, we'll just link up out there then. Yo, facts. But I forgot what I was saying. And <laughs> that's where we have it. What is your plot twist? Tell us what is the shift and the change that kind of got you to where you at today. Boy, you know what was the shift? Let me tell y'all. So it was two years ago, two and a half years ago, I came to LA for Coachella. And I come out here with my homegirls and I'm like, yo, I've never been to LA. Um, and I'm like, yo, I could, this is actually, that was my second time. The first time was for the girl mob. Like we hit, we had like this event that my boyfriend put together. He runs the Adidas store on Melrose out here in LA and so he was doing this women's in fashion event and he basically got the girl mob to be one of the sponsorships of that event so we came out here it was really dope mm -hmm. cool then the next time I come I'm coming for Coachella and yo it was amazing I was having a great time I'm like yo I think I could do this like I've always wanted to live out here I think I could do it and I'm giving myself all these like mental tunnel vision dreams and all this shit right we go to we go to coachella we come back mm -hmm. my brother i totally missed my my whole plane ride i thought i was leaving like on the next day and i happened to be leaving like on a sunday but i thought i was leaving on a monday <laughs> oh, so shit. that's one right <laughs> So I'm freaking out because I'm like, fuck, I don't have the funds to buy, like, a whole new flight. Like, y'all got me fucked up. I spent all of that at Coachella, right? <laughs> so that's that. <laughs> Yo, that millennial life. So, okay, so I come back, and I'm hanging out with one of my friends from New York that lives out here. 
And he's like, yo, let's go to this Dominican festival. I'm like, yo, nigga, a Dominican festival in LA? Hell yeah, let's do that. I go and I, someone steals my phone. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know my boyfriend's number by heart at the time. Like, I didn't know his number by the time. So I'm just like, It'd yo. It'd be your own I, family, man. All I know is that he lives right around the block from where he works at. And I know where the job is at. So if we could get my boy to Google where that shit is at, we good. Long story short, I did not have a dollar to go back to New York. Like, I had to spend everything during my time here. I had to eat. I had to do everything. I didn't have shit. So when I go back to New York, I didn't have a phone. I didn't have anyone to contact as far as, like, picking me up. I didn't have a phone to get my Ubers. Like, I just went through, like, having a great time during my trip to, like, having the worst time in my life. I was like, Jesus Christ, something has to change. Like, something has to change. I can't, I can't be like this anymore. Like, how do I go to a trip and then I come back with nothing? And I'm like, maybe it's just the shit that I'm focusing on. Like, I need to be more focused. I need to be more diligent with myself. Like, I just started being so hard on myself that I'm like, yeah. yo, you are focusing on the wrong things. Like, why are you at Coachella? Like, why... I just started telling myself, like, yo, this this was happening because reality, you want something for yourself and you going to Coachella is not going to get you there. So there needs to be a shift in your life in order for you to get there. Mm. So when I got back, I literally did not call anyone. I didn't call any of the friends that I was with. I didn't call. And I went on this trip with, like, I think a good 15 people. And Damn. honestly so grateful for all of those people because when I when they found out that I missed my flight it was all jokes I'm a funny type of person so I always try to make light out of it but then it started sinking in and I just started crying I was like yo how the fuck am I really gonna get home like I can't just call my mom and be like send me money because my mom ain't that person she'll be like my nigga you should have you should have done better mm. and so Whatever, all of them, they were like, yo, we're just going to donate you $10 to your bank account. They didn't have to do that. I didn't ask for the money. And so I'm forever, ever grateful for them to, like, do that for me. But I really disconnected myself. Like, I disconnected myself from everybody for, like, a good two months. And I was just like, Talisha, what is it that you want to do? Like, yeah, you're not happy, but how can you make yourself happy? So I just started reading these books. I started reading The Power of Happiness. I started reading um, this book by Joyce Meyer called Never Give Up. Mm -hmm. uh, I started reading um, uh, The Alchemist. Right. I just started reading so much about shit that would make me hopeful and just try to figure it out and try to figure out why is it that this is happening. There's something that I must be doing that why this is happening. It has nothing to do with anyone else around me. And I'm just like, well, I'm allowing certain people to distract me. I'm allowing certain people in my life that are not Juan Bago, that are not like Sasha. Before I was always like that. I was always trying to put myself around the right people. And then I was just like, on a whole other wavelength that wasn't like Talisha and I was basically like deteriorating and I was becoming very sad. And I'm like, yo, this is not me. Like, 
Talisha, right. sad and just super depressed, not talking to people, going to work super mad. Like, so I just honestly, I just started saving, saving, saving. And I started talking to my boyfriend, which we were dating from like, at the time he wasn't my boyfriend. So we were just like trying to figure it out, trying to get to know each other from long distance. And I was just talking to him about like my visions and what I have. And he was just like, basically like having my back and giving me like good advice on like, yo, yeah, that constructive criticism, then, you know, then, you know, you should start doing this. And I just went ham. When I tell you that I just went ham, like I was working with Cypher Sounds during that time. And as I was helping him, I was like, yo, you know, you my nigga and I always want to help you. But I think it's time for me to stop working with you and figure out what I want to do for myself. Because as much as I want to help you, I know that you sometimes ask me, like, how can he help me? And I don't even have an answer. Damn, and I'm like, that's, that's deep. Awesome. That's deep. So, yeah. I love him so much because he was like, I respect that from you. Like, I want to see you win. And he until this day, he he like backs me up on anything that I need from him or like I'll ask him. Right. Um, but after I stopped working with him, I got the opportunity to work for Impractical Jokers. And I worked with them during the entire time. Like I was just like, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to hustle, hustle, hustle. And I was just hustling and bustling, working with them, doing side gigs, like with Nike and all this shit, doing brand ambassador work. But I was just stacking my bread. To the point that when I told myself, this is the month that I want to leave, I had the bread to leave. And, and you I were ready. Go. You and know, the reason why I decided to go was because I had so many people around me that because I'm such a, I'm the type of person that I want to help everyone around me. Um, I see that my friends are going through something. I will stop what I'm doing and I will automatically like give them my attention. But I started to feel like I need to be selfish. I need to put those yeah, same you, feelings that I'm putting on myself self-care yeah yeah so i'm like you know as much as i like to help people if i start helping myself i would actually be great and i would do the things that i want to do and you can't shine. pour from an empty cup so that's super important yeah yeah so that's when i was just like yo i need to just get away i need to get away and i, I at first when i came out here it was it was surreal Right. Um, it kind of like, oh, I'm on vacation, but then it started sinking in and I'm like, damn, like I, I started noticing how if I would have stayed in New York for it, even though it hasn't been like years, it's just been one year, but I feel like I've been able to realize so much within this one year of me being away that I have more of an idea of what I need to do in order to push, in order That's to important. continue what i love and what i want to do no that's cool that like it was really the trip to coachella that really just like you know pushed you forward because so many times like it really is that like that like young like 20 something year old that makes a failed like makes a mistake or a failure whatever you want to call it and then that's just really what takes you to another place if you use it for that kind of um sense but how did you get involved with girl mob and how are you their brand partnership manager what does that really mean um, so with the girl mob, my homegirl Frankie, who used to be a part of the MTV Washington Heights show, I don't know if you're familiar with them. I've seen, I've seen some episodes, yeah. It's pretty funny and pretty, you know, drama too, but. Yeah. <laughs> the club um, fighting, I was like, oh, this is like yeah, Jersey I mean, Shore in Washington Heights. 
that's not who they are. It just sucks that MTV has, like, basically edited shit like that for them to be portrayed like that. But honestly, none of my none of them are like that. Like, the only one that I would say is feisty as fuck is Reyna. But the majority of everyone else, they're not really like that. They're not really about, like, having fights. If they need to throw down, it's probably, like, someone got disrespected. But that's just how everybody is, I feel like. That's uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fact. You know? But... Long story short, uh, Frankie is a writer, aside from being a poet, and she noticed that the girl mob had, like, this job post on Twitter, and they needed a brand partnership manager. Mm -hmm. She knows how, like I said before, I love to help people. I'm the connector of shit, and I've always been that person that's like, oh, wait, you know this person? Oh, well... I know this person and you guys should do something. And then next thing you know, they're doing some really dope shit that came to be really successful in which in the media industry or the music industry, like I have a lot of friends like that, that I've been able to connect together. And so she knows that. And she came to me, she was like, Hey, I just started off with this website. It has to do with women. She also knows how I feel about, you know, being, um, an impactful woman. So, I went ahead and I applied. I met up with the founder. Her name is Jody, and she was giving me the role that she she created. So she was like, "I need a person that knows and sees the vision for the girl mom, um, someone that has the connection that I probably don't have, someone that's good at you know basically being the PR of the mm -hmm. girl mom, but also knowing why we're doing it and to." also have the integrity of the girl mob, which is to be that digital sisterhood for many other women and young girls that might be looking up to us. Gotcha. So everything she was saying was just like, yes, yes, yes. I co-sign on that. Yes, yes. If you allow me to be this person within your team, I've never done it before, but I do it off of the fly and I don't care to get paid for it because I know and I see that with just the job post that she made, this girl is super talented. The website was gonna be fire. Everything she laid her hands on were gonna be gold. So Perfect, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I love women and I love empowering other women. And I wasn't really doing much and I felt like this was a perfect time for me to feel like very empowered and feel like, yo, I have uh, a talent let me put it up to practice. Maybe it can get me a job in the future. So I just started doing brand partnership management, which means I get brands to basically sponsor us or partner up with us whenever we're doing events or whenever um, we're deciding to collab with like a, a, a brand that we feel. So you're like the dope. middle, the middle person, the bridge, if you will, kind I'm of the, like call I'm it that. Connector. <laughs> the yeah, connector yeah no that i think every company really needs that because you know you never know somebody's talents could be your biggest weakness and so that kind of like brings everything full circle and you know that's how things get done yeah. <laughs> which is the first one and for anyone who's a new listener this is kind of the segment where we talk about pop culture current events things like that of that nature um the first things first, though, obviously it's been hot in the news, Brett Kavanaugh and the whole, you know, Supreme Court, that he's basically now Justice Kavanaugh. How do you feel about that and basically what you know about it? Um, 
Well, to be quite honest, I know very little about like political shit. Like me and political things. Right, but right over my I, head too, girl. Because I'm just over here like, well. I do read, and I and I don't stop myself from learning. Mm. Just because I don't know doesn't mean that I can't learn or stay up to date with what's happening. And from my understanding, this person basically drugged two women before he was who he was. And they felt like, well, if this person is about to become one of the most important people in the Supreme Justice, why, why should I not speak out? This is like the perfect time to not allow this person. Well, this person was already a judge, which he shouldn't even be a judge if those are the type of shit that he was doing when, you exactly. know, he was empowered. And it's like, okay, well, this is the perfect time to not allow someone to continue getting away with being who they are, which is not a great person. Because, you know, we have, we have family members. We have, I don't have kids, but... You know, people that do have kids, these men have daughters, nieces, and fucking granddaughters. And it's just, like, it's sickening to see that it doesn't matter what these these guys want to do. They feel like they're so empowered that because they know who's empowered as well, Right. that's why they're doing it. Yeah, so I was reading uh, an article, uh, and it was... What was that? I just, it just sucks. It really does. And, and this part of the article that I just read um, literally made my mouth drop. Like it said here, um, this is, I don't call whoever's president right now by his name. I just call him 45. So this is, it says here, um, this is a piece. You only call him 45 though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because I feel like why give that why give his name any energy you know what i'm saying and why put his name out there in the universe like i just believe in energy and i don't feel like that energy is something that i need to utter so like even if i like almost say i'm like whoop you know take back anyway so it says um a key bit of what 45 had to say about this so this is what 45 was saying i would like to begin tonight's proceedings differently than perhaps any other events uh blah 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 i want to apologize to Brett and the entire Kavanaugh family for the terrible pain and suffering that you've been forced to endure. And I'm like, yo, you gotta be freaking kidding me, bro. Like, you're really gonna say that they're going through pain off of something that he did when he was 17? Like, you feel me? Like, It's upsetting. It's so upsetting because it's just like, yo, this is really our president. Like, this is, like, yeah, yeah, I don't... Like, I don't, I don't get it. And sometimes I'm so lost at words because I'm just, I want to say so much, but I'm so frustrated that I'm frustrated because I feel like deep down inside and it sucks. Like, we can't do anything. Right. I feel like we really can't do anything because no matter as much as we try to fight, 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 this motherfucker still, and I'm sorry to curse. No, like, you can curse. Still, I actually... Um, I encourage people to curse, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. I'm like, yo, like, he still gets away with things, and it's just like, yo, there's something bigger than him that's allowing this. There's, there has to be something bigger, because, yo, no, the shit that he has done, I feel like no president has been able to get away with it, but why him? That's a, that's an interesting point, yeah. 
I'm uh-huh. Sorry. No, and go ahead. I feel like because he has so much money, we already know that in government, like money talks more than anything. Right. So I feel like he's promising certain things and he's he's definitely giving everyone this like well, let me not say the name either, 45 tea, that I'm just like, everyone is drinking the tea. Everyone is like falling under his spell and right. it's just like sickening. And then to see, first of all, Kavanaugh's wife with his two daughters, I'm like, yo, there's a God in this world. And may those girls, and I don't wish bad upon anyone because they're just young girls. They don't know any better. They just know what they're being taught. Yeah. But, man, I'm sorry, and I feel so bad for his daughters because there is a God, and there's some shit called karma. Oh, and his I daughters believe it. Are one day going to go to college, and they're one day going to grow up and know who their father was, and I don't think they're going to be able to live with that shit. And if they do, I definitely see them, oh, my God. I'm not even going to, I don't even want to wish bad upon people because that's just my karma. Yeah, no, I feel it too. Like, I don't want to wish bad, but they will see the reality through maybe other people's stories or whatever. And it's like, you guys are, cu- it, it, the, the, oh my gosh, I can't even speak. That's how irritating it is. It's like, even if we're protesting or we're marching or we're posting on social media, giving awareness, it's getting us nowhere. We're only taking like five steps back each time we try to do something. And now like that this like somebody spoke up that this is a white woman who is educated, who I don't even know what her career background is, but she's obviously gone to college and she I think she's a doctor or whatever. I don't know. What are you trying to say about anyone that doesn't have any of those recognitions or that's not white? You're really going to like you really like get shrunk, shrinking down, I'm assuming like that's how. I would feel, you know, if I was in that situation, like it just gives no hope, but, um, I have really no more words for it, but what, what were you going to say? It just shows to like how people don't, people really sell their soul to get to where they want to get. And it's so disgusting. Like, and it's not only with like government shit, it's like with a lot of things, which is just sickening to my stomach too, that people just go around selling their souls, not caring about like the consequences of things like, yo, don't you understand that if this person becomes basically one of the most powerful people in the world, we can have a domino effect of that, of people continuing to get mistreated, uh, sexually assaulted, and women not being able to do anything. And for years, it's been a thing. And I'm just like, when are we going to when are we going to get to the place where we're like, enough is enough? Where are we going to get there? From even in the film industry to like music industry, like when are men going to ever going to come to the understanding like, yo, you have a mother, you have a wife, you have daughters, you have nieces, like it can happen to any of them. How mm-hmm. would you feel if you were in their shoes? Right. It's just, it just sucks that they don't think about that. And if they do think about that, they don't care. Because what they're thinking about is about themselves. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to get to where I want to get. And, and the world is a lot bigger that. than you. And unfortunately, some yeah. people don't really get that. But, um, you know, we're just going to be moving on to the next part of <laughs> the the yeah. um, the segment. Because we could really go in on this. So the next one, I kind of wanted to give light um, to 
Latin America and all that, being that this is one of the Latinx Heritage Month series that we're doing. What is, yeah, what is some of your, so you're Dominican, right? Yes. Full Dominican, right? Like both parents? So both what? Parents. What is some of your favorite Dominican dishes? We're just going to be talking about food for like a couple minutes, guys. So, um, yeah. So what are some of your favorite Dominican foods that you could put us all on to? From breakfast to like lunch and then dinner and then like dessert. I was going to say, you can't leave dessert out of this. Right. And um, drinks. So breakfast, number one, mangu, which is mashed plantains with fried salami, fried egg, fried Dominican cheese. Yes, fried Dominican cheese. There oh my is a gosh, yo! Dominican fried cheese is so fried Dominican cheese is so good. And it's yes. Plus my egg though, I must say I don't like sunny side up eggs, so I'm gonna need my egg scrambled. What about the squishy insides, like where it's like juicy? Nah, oh, that's that's my shit right there. I know, I know. I have a lot of friends that they're like, oh, the yolk is the best. With, with the little pan, and then you just like dip it in there. It's so good. Everybody says that. With some salt and pepper and like, you know, I'm Mexican, so I put hot sauce in it, so. Okay, I will throw up for sure. I need to take a drink of water now. (laughs) Um, All right, so mamangu, right? Um, And I have to have avocado on the side. Oh, facts. Because I my vegan shit, so the mangu will be with platanos if I'm on my vegan shit. If I'm in DR, I'll have the tres golpes, and that's what it's called. (laughs) The mangu with the tres golpes, right? And it lasts you all day, for real. Literally. You can, you'll end up eating, like, by 4 o'clock because you're so full from, like, that whole breakfast in the morning. All right. Now, lunch. White rice, black beans, um, baked ch- rotisserie chicken. Oh, yes. Or, or uh, pollo guisado, which is sautéed chicken. So fucking good. And... Um, salad on the side. Hmm. Okay. I can I can rock with that. If you don't have the salad on the side, I like to eat it with a banana. With like a banana. Yellow. Okay. Okay. If you never had your rice and beans and chicken with banana, like you um, eat the banana in there. Yes. All like, right. I think I'm gonna do that like tomorrow. I think we have rotisserie chicken at the house. That- Oh, how it goes. I promise you. It's the best shit ever in life. <laughs> okay, I believe you. So, after I have that, I have to have my favorite drink, which is Morisoñando. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I used to live in North Carolina, and I there's more Dominicans out there than there are out here, and their food is just banging. Like, I'm just like, it's like a little island getaway real quick. Yeah. So, the Morisoñando is the orange juice mixed with uh, milk. And and then you put a little bit of sugar, a little bit of vanilla um, flavoring, and you're good. Oh, and a little bit of lime. For those that want to, you know, check it out, make it make it good. <laughs> Google it real quick. <laughs> yeah, Google that shit. There, it's probably there in the internet. Um, all right, so for dinner, shit. Okay, my favorite dish for dinner, Dominican style, is totones, like mashed plantains. With salami. But they're fried, right? Yeah. Everything is fried. I know. It's bad for your health. But it's so But you dance it off, you know? You you just put a little merengue at the end and then you just dance it off. Yeah, dance a little bit of merengue. You'll be okay. Um, Or yuca. Which which, is also fried. (laughs) Which is also fried. Or, no, actually, you can make it boiled. 
You can make my boiled. mom makes it boiled, but I don't like it boiled. I love it with like Ugh. red onions. Fam, it's I can't. Oh, so good. And then on top of that, if you don't want to have that, you can have batata, which is um, sweet potato. Sweet potato with chicharrón de pollo. Oh no! Now that I can rock with. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's my favorite dinner. Now dessert. <laughs> Yo. My favorite is flan. Like, my nigga, you bring me a whole flan, I can eat that whole shit by myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> There used to be a guy that would sell flan in the neighborhood. He would just go knocking on all the apartment doors and he would just sell flan and cheesecake. Yeah. Yo, so good. And then aside from, if we don't got the flan on deck, arroz con leche is my favorite. Dang, that sounds really similar to Mexican desserts. Yeah. Arroz con leche is... With the little cinnamon stick? Yeah. Boy. Do you like raisins in your arroz con leche though? That's the question. Don't. No, no raisins in my food, please. <laughs> also, for snackadoos, wait, hold on. Patelitos. Oh, those I can rock with. Patelitos. Either chicken patelito, carne molida patelito, or cheese patelito. <laughs> and make sure that when you make the meat ones, it has no raisins. Like, I used to make sure my grandma did not put raisins in my shit. She what loves her raisins. What is the deal with raisins in the pastelitos? I've never had. I've... Nah, don't do it. That is disgusting. Like, I don't know why our grandparents really like it, but it's disgusting. But without it, it's banging as fuck. I so, had pastelistos one time. No, like, all the times that I've been in New York, I've always had it. Pastelistos. <laughs> Yo, I'm stumbling. But um, they're just so good. And then with the little, like, um, what do you guys call the sauce that you guys put on it? Um... Oh, you talking the about orange the orange sauce? Oh, okay, okay. So that orange sauce is more for the the um, damn. What is it called? Um, oh my god! Yeah, wait, wait. It's coming back. Fuck! it's like um, palito de queso. Ah. Oh, but you see, I'm Mexican, so I have to put sauce on everything. So I was like, I don't know what this is for, but I'm going to put it on there. Okay, so we use it mostly on our, um, coño, I just said it. The, the palo de queso? Palito, yeah, palito de queso. Um, so we use that for that. And what that is, is a mixture of mayo and ketchup. Hmm. And we also do that in our, like, we also put that in our, uh, in our sandwiches. The chimi. The, the chimi sandwiches. Yeah, you know it. I, I, I told you I lived in New York. I mean, in uh, North Carolina, and I've been to New York a couple times. Damn, that's cool, man. I know, I know about y'all. Y'all aren't, y'all aren't nothing new to me. There used to be a Dominican <laughs> restaurant here across or down the street from my house, but they shut it down. A Dominican restaurant? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like right down the street from that Dominican restaurant was a Puerto Rican restaurant, and they sh- uh, that one's been there for years. But the Dominican restaurant shut down. I don't know why. Damn. But that's good to know. Like all of these foods, like I gotta really like make a whole day out of it when I go to New York or Dominican Republic. Yeah. So we're um we're gonna move on to the stat chat real quick. Um, and this is um anybody who's a new listener. This is basically where. 
we talk about the polls that we do on every Tuesday on my Instagram, and I'll have all my information down in the show notes. So the submitted poll that was given was, is ghosting someone okay or nah? And 45% said yes, and 55% said no. I believe we have spoke about this one before in a previous episode, but it's always good to get, you know, a little bit of insight from somebody else. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally... Is ghosting someone okay or not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody submitted that one, and I was like, I gotta post it. Um, I think... I think it is... I think it depends. It really does. It really does. It really does depends why you're ghosting them if it's something where you feel like you know i've tried way too many times to like if it's a friendship or even like a boyfriend like i've tried too many times and this person is just like someone that's not good in your life that you're just like i always end up coming back here and these are the results and the results are always negative i guess you know i think it's fine to ghost them i also think it's fine to ghost someone (laughs) I think I'm going leaning more on the yes, right? <laughs> I think it's also okay to go someone. Yeah, because you know what? Like, people sometimes feel mad entitled. And it's like, yo, learn when to give people spaces. Or they make you feel and, uncomfortable. Yes. And so I feel like, like uh, gotta go. You no, know, like, when to give people, like, a certain, like, space. Yeah, you're like, Even, BRB never. Like, I'm never going to return. Yes. So <laughs> that, and even, like, people that are just plain old negative and you don't know how to like get rid of them toxic yeah nigga that nigga peace be out <laughs> don't see me cast right 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 now that's funny that's funny i think i've definitely done my fair share of ghosting you know what i'm saying because sometimes i'm just like yeah. you are getting a little too clingy a little too quick and i gotta go and i'm yeah. like can't do it you get a 2 a.m text this is the next poll guys you get a 2 a.m text you up from your X from your most recent X, would you reply back or not? <laughs> so 32% said yes and 68% said nah. Wait, 37 said yes and 16 said nah? No, no, no. 30, 32% said yes and 68 said nah. Yeah, I'm going with the 68. Like, don't touch me. I mean, it's a reason that they're in the in the past, you know what I'm saying? But a lot yeah. of people said that they would go with their ex. So I'm like thinking like, that's very interesting that people are still contemplating to move back to where they used to be at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think it also depends because I've had friends that they're like, oh, I spoke to this person and, you know, like, oh, this is why. And it's not. it has nothing to do with them wanting to get back with them. It's just more of like a cordial. Okay, that's also true. But this is like right? a booty call text, like a 2 a.m. booty call. I like. mean. Ain't nobody got time, bro. Like, there's so many bitches in this world that you ain't you ain't about to fuck up my life all over again. It's a dub. <laughs> it's a dub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last segment of the podcast is it goes down in the DMs. As millennials, DMs are basically everything for us. What goes down in your personal DMs? You were talking a little bit about it earlier, but what really goes down in those DMs? I mean... Honestly, if people hack my DM, it's not like you're going to find something super juicy. Like, you're not. Most of my DMs are people, like, laughing my ass off and like, yo, you wild. And I'm always doing something. (laughs) Yo, follow her, guys. But, (laughs) thank you. But, I mean, you do have your guys that are just, like, always trying to shoot their shot. But, honestly, 
I'll be feeling bad for them because all they see is the scene. Like, I don't even send a heart. I don't... Yeah, well, you can't entertain the thought, you know, if it's not really it's, there. It's just like, come on, man. Like, what What do you want me to do? Like, what? <laughs> right. I don't know like, what to expect. I don't know what other girls do on Instagram, but not with me. Not with this one. All right. Well, with that Bye. being <laughs> with that being said, what are what are your Instagram handles? Where can people follow you and you know get a little bit about of this mini mic action in their life? Word to Labird. Labird is my last name, and that's just a name I came up with when I was in high school because it rhymed and it sounded cool. Um, Labird is your real last name. Mm-hmm. How do you say that in Spanish? Libur. Oh, okay. Silent D. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Hollywood. Hollywood. It sounds like uh, mad French. Yeah. Well, it is French. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's good. Uh, my last name is French. My great-grandfather is from St. Kitts. So oh, that's island? my last name. People are like, wait, are you Dominican? But I am Dominican. It's just that my great-grandfather is from the Virgin Islands. So I oh, do have... Happened? You know? A, l- a little bit of other Caribbean, you know, flavor yeah. right in there in the mix. All right. Well, everybody, thank you guys again for listening to the Plot Twist podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. You're just, like, I appreciate you contacting me and wanting to get to know me and, like, support me. I No, I'm always out here to support. Buying a mini mic, like, you're the Oh, gym. yeah. <laughs> Yo, I you was so inspired. Huh? I said, you thought we forgot. Yeah, that shit was so funny because every time I post about it, people are like, ah, the mic. And I'm like, but I always tell them, I'm like, yo, it's not my idea. Like, you guys, like, I got it from somebody else. I thank you, though, for, like, pushing it. Like, you don't even know me. And the fact that you're doing this and that you're reaching out to me, like, you're forever going to be someone that I'll be like, yo, that guy, Daniel, like, fuck with him. Like, I like to, like... Always look out for anyone that looks out for me. No, so. and it's a, and it's a fact because the Latino media world is so small. You know, you never know who you're gonna bump into again. And like, I feel my whole thing is like, I really want to network with people, and I really want to put myself on and put other people on, and just like climb together. You know what I'm saying? Even though there always comes negativity with it, and people always want to talk their smack about people without really knowing them, um, just knowing of them. I think it's still important to like keep good relationships with everybody and like just not burn bridges. Yo, you said it best, like facts. Thank you guys for listening to the interview with Talisha LeBird. Go follow her on Instagram at word to LeBird. Just how she said it a little bit ago, word to LeBird. I'll put her information in the show notes down below. And, yo, doesn't Talisha have some of the best friends, man? Like, $10 is all they did to help her come back to New York. Let me know what your favorite part of the interview was, what kind of resonated with you, or any of the ones from the Latinx Heritage Month series. I kind of just put it together to see what you guys would think about it. Apparently, it's doing pretty good with the views or the plays. So, let me know if you guys have any other series that you guys want me to do, some topics y'all want me to focus on. Let me know in my DMs, at underscore Daniel Coronado or Daniel Coronado, if you don't have a little Spanish twang to it. Anyway, yeah, guys, thank you guys for rocking with me up until this point. Season 2, episode 13, and it is 
the 31st of October, Halloween. So it's funny how the numbers kind of play on each other. Anyhow, thank y'all again for like the 50th time. Hopefully y'all have a safe Halloween. And if y'all aren't listening on Halloween weekend, hopefully y'all are having a safe weekend regardless. Keep it positive. Keep it funky. And give me a rating. All right. Goodbye.